Welcome to Mr. Kim Reads. James and the Giant Peach, written by Roald Dahl. Chapter Thirty-Three. Far below them, in the city of New York, something like pandemonium was breaking out. A great round ball as big as a house had been sighted hovering high up in the sky over the very center of Manhattan, and the cry had gone up that it was an enormous bomb sent over by another country to blow the whole city to smithereens. Air raid signs began wailing in every section. All radio and television programs were interrupted with announcements that the population must go down into, into their cellars immediately. One million people walking in the streets on their way to work looked looked up into the sky and saw the monster hovering above them, and started running for the nearest subway entrance to take cover. Generals grabbed hold of telephones and shouted orders to everyone they could think of. The mayor of New York called up the president of the United States down in Washington D.C. to ask him for help, and the president, who at that moment was having breakfast in his pajamas, quickly pushed away his half-finished plate of sugar crisps and started pressing buttons right and left to summon his admirals and his generals. And all the way across the vast stretch of America. In all the fifty states, from Alaska to, to Florida, from Pennsylvania to Hawaii, the alarm was sounded, and the word went out that the biggest bomb in the history of the world was hovering over New York City, and that at any moment it might go off. Chapter thirty-four. Come on, centipede, bite through the first string, James ordered. The centipede took one of the silk strings between his teeth and bit through it, and once again, but not with an angry cloud man dangling from the end of the string this time, a single seagull came away from the rest of the flock and went flying off on its own. Bite another, James ordered. The centipede bit through another string. Why aren't we sinking? We are sinking. No, we're not. Don't forget, the peach is a lot lighter now than when we started out. James told them, "It lost an awful lot of juice when all those hailstones hit it in the night. Cut away two more seagulls, centipede." Oh, that's better. Here we go. Now we're really sinking. Yes, this is perfect. Don't bite anymore, centipede. Or we'll sink too fast. Gently does it. Slowly, the great peach began losing height, and the buildings and streets down below began coming closer and closer. Do you think we'll all get our pictures in the papers when we get down? The ladybug asked. My goodness, I've forgotten to polish my boots. The centipede said. Everyone must help me to polish my boots before we arrive. Oh, for heaven's sake," said the earthworm. "Can't you ever stop thinking about?" But he never finished his sentence. For suddenly, whoosh!
when they looked up and saw a huge four-engine plane come shooting out of a nearby cloud and go whizzing past them not more than 20 feet over their heads. This was actually the regular early morning passenger plane coming into New York from Chicago. And as it went by, it sliced right through every single one of the silken strings, and immediately the seagulls broke away, and the enormous peach, having nothing to hold it up in the air any longer, went tumbling down toward the earth like a lump of lead. Help! cried the centipede. Save us! cried Miss Spider. We are lost! cried the ladybug. This is the end! cried the earthworm. James! cried the old green grasshopper. Do something, James! Quickly do something! I can't, cried James. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Shut your eyes, everybody. It won't be long now. Now that concludes this episode of Mr. Kim Reads. Join me next time 